I walked I walked 15 miles yesterday. 15 miles. Dude, how walk, the fuck do you yeah. not get blisters? I don't understand that. Because I, I know, you wear high quality, quality socks and I buy you, wear, you walk 15 exactly. miles, dude. Like that's crazy shit. I, walk, I know. I Where'd so you go, from my So no, so from my apartment which is 82nd, I walked all the way to the tip of Manhattan. So like Battery Park where you see like the Statue of Liberty. Oh damn. Yeah. It's six it's six point two miles. Mm-hmm. It took me exactly two hours. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Good stuff, man. I, I'm telling you, I gotta sign up for the fast walking. Yeah, you Olympics. do. You do. You gotta go for that. It's kind of a weird event though, don't you think? I just feel like I would crush it. You, you would crush it for sure you'd cr- but you, you know, know but here's the thing have you ever seen it on tv they walk in a funny way and i don't care no i know I walk you, in a funny but way. no no here's the thing like you wouldn't even have to walk you just walk like a gazelle you naturally walk like a gazelle you, that's right yeah that's <laughs> no i know but i'm just saying <laughs> i get so mad when people are not in my pace and they're in front of me and it's like a, a, a narrow sidewalk I legitimately feel pressure on my chest no you right I know you you just you got I'm telling you man like you gotta you really it's time to breathe man remember like I breathe oh you have to breathe when you walk as no, fast no, as but I do I mean like really like take a moment slow down breathe <laughs> you have to do that you, you, why like it's just... anyways I'm glad you're coming over to visit get you a little bit like more calm more regulated less angry you know for at least oh, two weeks i can't i can't wait to be in the streets of palo alto because there's not a lot of people so i can really <laughs> sprint on the sidewalk you know i can really that's let right. it out that's right you can really take off go touch the wood i with think that. hey i just <laughs> want to say i think i think my fast walking skills have come from taking walks with abba because really? our dad does not he doesn't. mess around when he, doesn't. he goes on walks. He doesn't. He, Especially he, at the airport. He talks <laughs> he just he talks shit when we go on walks. He's like, Come on, come on. That's true. Like, All right, white white balance, fucking uh, new balance white no, shoes. Oh yeah, new balance new balance. You're not A6, you're right. I said white balance. Yeah. Yeah, white white balance white balance sounds like something you would order on at brunch. Totally. Can I get the white balance granola? <laughs> No, but um, our dad goes. He Abba goes. Like he just he doesn't mess around. He goes. No, he doesn't. That's why we got along so well when we went traveling together. We were both just. Oh man, to you must have other. like scorched the uh, streets of Rome with your feet. Like you must have just like burned. Like, I mean, would you go like twenty five miles an hour by foot? Like, that's hilarious. You're really funny. I know I am. I mean, um, it must. I mean, I honestly. Here's the thing, I would, I would pay money to be an observer to see how fast you guys walked. How much would you pay? I would pay at least a hundred dollars. And I think that's what an Olympic person makes. So <laughs> that's perfect. There you go. So by the way, anyways, wait, I'm walking. Before, well, oh yeah, go ahead. You're walking. Where are you? It's very close to the World Trade Center, right? Right. And I was like, you know what? I got time. Okay. I'm going to go into the 9-11 Museum. The 9-11 Museum. That's right. All right. And? So, it's beautiful. They have done such a good job. Oh, you've never been there? I've never been to the 9-11 Museum. Oh. I've been to the memorial. Okay. But there's a museum under the memorial. 
Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's an actual museum. And you know what was trippy, dude? What? It was the first museum <laughs> I've ever walked into where I've lived through the event. Oh, yeah, that's a trip, huh? It's a trip, dude. Yeah, that's like, a Like, I walked point. in there... And there were some kids that were, you know, yeah. fucking 12, 11, 10, 9. Yeah, how old were and you? And they're like, I was in sixth grade, so I was like 12 years old. Oh, shit, man. That's a trip. Yeah. So, you know, I'm in the museum and like, it's, you know, when I go into like, I don't know, the, some random museum, I, I don't know, like some random museum about something that happened in history and I'm with like some friends. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm like laughing, you know, whatever. I'm like small talking, whatever, you know? Yeah. And I, and that's how like those kids were because they're, they weren't part of the, of the event, you know? Yeah. They're not like impacted by the event. Yeah. And so I, it kind of hit me. I was like, oh shit, like, like this is like part of me, you know? And I'm like yeah. in the museum. Yeah. These kids were um, like, these kids would have been my age. Right. Kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 Well, it was just kind of like we're it's like two different groups, right? And I just have never been part of the group where it's a museum, but I've also lived in this era or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. For sure. And and so it was, you know, obviously very emotional walking through everything, but what I found really interesting about that museum was that, you know, any like random artifact or thing had they created meaning over over it they created what like they created meaning oh, meaning, over, meaning over yeah of course and it's just yeah. like but it's such a trip right yeah, like, yeah for sure there there's like there's like roller blades <clears throat> and like that's meaningful because it's like part of the rubber oh uh, right? yeah 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 and it like literally anything yeah. And it was just so interesting to see how, like, they take pieces from the rubble and now it's, like, in a museum and there's, like, a description and people observe it. Yeah. But all at the end of the day, it's just a rollerblade, right? But there's a whole story behind this rollerblade. Yeah. And I just found that fascinating. And the thing that I found most fascinating when I was going through the museum, I don't know if you know this, but... You know, you know how like the World Trade Center used to just have like literally like I think it was like thousands of windows. You know, it was just well, like yeah. a bunch of like sure. when, but it's like it was like all the same window. You know what I mean? It was like same type of window. Just yeah, it was just like the rectangle. You know, like six foot, yeah, tall kind of window. Yeah, okay. All of them obviously shattered. Yeah, because right? a fucking plane went through them. Yeah, right. But dude, there was one window that didn't shatter. Really? It was completely intact. Completely intact. And it's displayed in the museum. Seriously? It's, dude, the Af window wait, is after, cleaner. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The, after everything. No, no, but the, the, the building fell down. What do you mean? Uh, absolutely. The building fell down, although the window was still intact. Wow, that's a trip, man. I know. And I'm telling you, this window is like cleaner than the window in my apartment. Like Seriously? it is, it is completely not broken. <laughs> it is solid. Wow, that's crazy. And it's clear, and it's on display. That is crazy. I, that's cool. And it was so crazy. And and I asked myself, like, why? You know, I'm looking at like hundreds of things in this museum. You know, like yeah. fire trucks. Yeah. And 
and you know clothes and American flags and big parts of the building and yeah. and I'm asking myself like why was I more intrigued on this window? Well, it's and pretty fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, it's no. it's phenomenal, yeah. but I it, it it not only the physical aspect of it is phenomenal to me, but I just found it so like metaphorically beautiful. Yeah. How like totally. how, how like this building has complete like it's the worst event in the world happened, right? Yeah. And yet, you know, people had the thought of displaying something that wasn't broken. Yeah, exactly. From this tragic yeah, event. Totally. And even though it's small, it's still significant. Oh, totally. It's very symbolic. It's very symbolic. Exactly. It's like and you I, can't break and us. And I feel like Yeah, and I and I and I feel like not only can you not break us, but as individuals, it's like Yeah. If you have something horrible happen to you and you just feel like your whole body is just like broken down. Yeah. If you can like find like that one piece in your spirit or that one piece in your body that's like not broken. Yeah. And you can just like focus on that and you put yeah. that on display, yeah. you can really like push through, you know. Totally. And I kind of felt like that was like the the message kind of representation in that museum. Yeah. No, it's powerful. That's powerful stuff, man. I, that's amazing to me that there's a window that stayed intact and I love that they are displaying that that's such a trip it, it was just cool to see how people like why or how people chose to display what they displayed from the attack yeah totally. because totally. it's just it's something that I lived through so for me I'm just kind of like the building went down it's a it's a bunch of you know smoke and rubbish two buildings and, went down I mean, right yeah yeah of course but like it's just a bunch of shit on the ground yeah right? because yep. of this attack yeah but it was interesting to be like you know what we're gonna take this thing and we're gonna display it and yeah. we're gonna take this thing and we're gonna display totally. it and it was like it really like taught that lesson of like even in the worst of times like when you look back on it you can really like create meaning off of things that will like impact people positively yeah for sure for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it was it was just interesting to like analyze like that, to just like walk around like that and, and think, hey, yeah. you know, why did they pick this? Why is this on display? Totally, you know? totally. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was my Thursday. It was a very I I I made a choice instead of working on my shit. Yeah, dude. To to go on an adventure. Good stuff. Good stuff. And that's I had awesome. A meaningful moment. Yeah, that's good. You gotta clear the mind. You gotta, you gotta do it. You know. And like, would you say that battery. your mind is clear, or is it? Yeah. So like today, more hazy than a seventh grade car on a Friday night. A seventh grade car? What are you talking a about? A seven. A se no. Sorry. Let me start that over. <laughs> or is it more hazy than a seventeen-year-old driving a car on a Friday night? Oh, got it. <laughs> got it. Uh, my mind now is clearer. Mine is. Yeah. <laughs> last night it wasn't. I've been speaking a ton, and so like towards the end of yesterday, I was like, my mind was just like a mush. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I had this really, really powerful realization today I had this call with um my life coach i have a life coach and my wife does too allison 
and um, he's awesome and he's all about basically like helping you you know kind of really being aware of your shit and the patterns that you are kind of get into and um, helping you live like more peacefully and, and learning tricks and techniques to be you know happier and thrive and also like m most importantly like in relationships you know to be able to be more authentic more yourself and being what he calls the sweet spot not posture or collapse in relationships and so long story short how did you find this dude oh yes yeah, so <laughs> basically people love speakers who are fully themselves <laughs> right like and so it, the whole workshop was about like how do you become more yourself uh on stage too you know and my coach did a session there, um, one session basically on how to uh, really own your experience when you're in connection with others and from stage as well and all that stuff. So met him there. So what, you saw him on stage and you fell in love? Yeah, basically saw him on stage and fell in love with him. And um, he is just a master at being able to notice um notice energetic sh energy shifts notice uh, different dynamics that are happening in relationships being able to like lead a group and then notice one person having an experience and bringing attention to it and supporting them in in like the perfect way to get them to have a breakthrough you know and and kind of go through you know just get get through their stuff and so um to the to kind of like the next level and so i decided hey i really want to learn more about this dude and what he does and i um he said he actually made an offer to sign up for his program so of course i told you i'm a junkie for these things so <laughs> i signed up i legitimately feel like you are addicted to i'm addicted like to emotional. personal growth shit yeah i mean i don't know i think it's as i think that's as bad as being addicted to heroin <laughs> No, seriously, like, yeah. you're so addicted to this shit, and this shit's expensive. It is expensive. Like, it is expensive. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. You have your coach, you have your therapist, you have, like, your yeah. group, you have yeah. your, like, bro. That's true. I have a lot. I have a lot of support. What the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> well, Like, I legitimately think you're a junkie. And yeah, like, so I'm not, I, okay, I, junkie is a little too big of a word, but I enjoy these is things. It? Is it? A, is it? <laughs> I don't think it is. And I don't think you're like better. Uh, I don't think you're like a more sophisticated junkie because you're not doing heroin. No, like, I know. You think like, I'm just like a junkie's a junkie. junkie. Yeah, junkie's a junkie. I know. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair you enough. just don't have scars on your arm. Yeah. Fair enough. Instead, you know, instead your scars are on in your mind. Yeah. You know, and you need your fix. Right, right, exactly. So, um, so it's funny that you mentioned that because, so, anyways, we go to his program, is which is called Real Relating. It's an awesome program, and I go with Allison. I invite Allison too. She comes with me, and she falls in, in falls in love with him too, and like the the work. Oh, shit. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> but um, yeah. So then we sign up for his like year long program. And, uh, and it's been really transformational and amazing, like just learning all these different skills and tools and getting what all is the support. What's that? Like, yeah, like, yeah so like what happens? Well, like, for example, like realizing 
So you, you realize like some of the patterns that you get into. So for example, like realizing that like my, a big thing for me was realizing like how much I, I need to, how much ice time I spend putting pressure on myself to figure things out and how uncomfortable I am with uncertainty and learning to be more comfortable with uncertainty and, and learning that, that I'm safe no matter what, you know? Dude, he sounds like a doctor where you don't know what's wrong with you until you go in and then <laughs> after the doctor says you have something wrong, now you're stressed out about that. So, that, you know, I thought about wrong. that too. I thought about that too. And, uh, and, and I had one day where I was like, I don't think there's anything, you know, and, uh, but when I started like implementing some of these things, especially not just for me, but in relationship with others, um, I found just a profound difference in the way what that things? a profound difference in the way that I relate to people. So, for example, I'm a lot more calm when I talk to people and to customers. I, I can notice like what my experience really feels like. So. When people ask me like, hey, how are you? You know, or like really kind of, I really check in and just notice like, hey, this is what's... Oh my God, you would not <laughs> do well in New York. No, I know, I know, I know. I because when people are like, how are you doing? That's just hello. No, so I know, I understand. You, but if look, you check it's not, in look, every look, time look, someone not, does that... All right, it's not like I have like no social like switching skills. You know what I mean? Like I have, I have the code switching ability. You know what I mean? Like... I know when I'm not sure, dude. dude I'm not sure. I know when small talk is small talk, but when it be when it's a relationship that's important for me, and like I actually like, you know, really, um, you know, like I'm getting into more and more depth with them. Like, I'm much better at recognizing what's up for me, and also like teaching. You know, so I do a lot of, I present a lot, and I I train and coach people too, and so I'm getting skills through him that help me. Um, coach people so for example you know when when you listen to people right a lot of times when people have like arguments or even when they listen to people they don't know how to own their experience so they don't know for example how to say they don't recognize that a lot of the stuff that they believe is true for another person isn't necessarily true so you'll see like if you you know uh, ever get into a serious long-term romantic relationship for example you'll see that like you guys might get into this pattern where you think something about the other person and you you you're sh you are like 100% sure that you're right however you're not you're just imagining the what this person might be thinking and but you don't express it in that way you don't own your experience and when you don't own your experience you don't let other people own their experiences too and then there's some a lot of shit that comes up now this happens all the time in the teaching and teaching relationship it happens all the time at work right with leaders doing that to to their to people that their employees and employees doing to, to each other and so like i'm just taking a lot of what i'm learning and like implementing it into my life but basically today i had um a pretty intense it really call with stresses me out it stresses me out that an emotional intelligence speaker needs a life coach. You know what I mean? It's almost like uh -huh. if LeBron James, like, well, I guess LeBron James does have a personal trainer. Yeah. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> That's good. It's just, <laughs> dude, 
dude Don't the thing is up. is that I just I you just... gotta live it you know what i mean like you gotta you gotta get your own support if you don't if you stop doing the work like it, your words are hollow you know what i mean like when i tell people yeah. from stage but what's wrong with that what's wrong with hollow words? people <laughs> appreciate that that's the difference between being paid and not being paid just saying dog just saying no I'm just wow <laughs> Wow, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Roni no, has brought dude, the I'm boxing fuck, gloves. That is no, 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 no. Let's 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 analyze no, this. Dude, I'm That's the difference with between you. getting paid no, and not oh getting paid. You stop gotta jump on that now, huh? You stop, gotta jump on that. Stop saying you're fucking with me because it was a great insult. Okay. And I right. and I appreciate the ins- I appreciate the roast. I, okay. All right. It turns me on. All right. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. No, but uh, so look, like for me, I, it just it will feel really inauthentic to 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 be on stage and tell people like, yeah, like do use mindfulness practices and really notice your emotions and and notice, you know, like um, how you communicate with one another and own your experience when it's like I don't do it. So, but I do. I practice mm. it every day in my life and. I need support, so I have a coach. Long story short, though, we're considering investing in his, um, you know, like additional kind of uh, program, like basically his follow-up program, which is way more expensive, and it's bringing up like a lot of stuff for me. Hey, bro, I need my fix, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> I need my fix. <laughs> no, it's I'll not. I'll get you the money, man. I'll get you the money. <laughs> I just need the guidance, coach. Yeah, right. Um, no, and so like I had a really interesting conversation and today like I realized that when I, so a pretty ingrained pattern in me is that I get rigid really quickly when I, when I feel threatened or when I feel like um, things are scary. And part of the reason I get rigid is because I have this belief, this ingrained belief that I need like no one is going to be there for me if I fuck up or if I fail. Like that I that I'm alone. You know what I mean? Like that that I am mm-hmm. I'm alone in this world and I need to um, figure it out. Now now the so on the one hand like what I have for myself is that like is the self-compassion piece that like where I am, I'm always going to be there for myself. I'm not going to desert myself. And I know that. And that's powerful. That's healthy. But the dysfunctional part about like is that I take it, I add to it something completely different in my in my mind, like subconsciously, basically, I tell myself, yeah, I'm here for myself always, no matter what, because no one is ever going to be here for me. Does that make sense? That's the the, the second part sense. is the dysfunctional part, because the reality is that um, it's true that sometimes people, you know, there's some some situations in which you know you kind of you really need to be there for yourself and you're the only one there. Uh, but in life, in general, like um, it, it's it's dysfunctional to think that no one is ever going to be there for you. Um, and what I'm realizing for me is that. I know on one level that my wife is always going to be there for me. And the thing is, the truth is that she she is like she's an amazing wife and she's like the most loving person that I know, honestly, like and 
especially more loving than me oh by it's not even i mean we're not talking about the same realm here you know what i mean so like okay i uh (laughs) i was a good host when you you were were in new york you were a really good host you were a really good host for sure so okay yeah whatever keep going okay (laughs) but maybe uh, i can't provide financially no dude it's not like about that does, dude it's not about th- she's not like dude <laughs> i'm not talking about that i'm just saying like well, i don't know you brought up how i don't make any money just keep going <laughs> no so she's supportive i get it no she's Next. but i have this pretty entrenched belief in one way or another that i'm not like for some reason, I believe that, I don't know, there's, 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 and it's weird, it's dysfunctional, okay? And it's kind of vulnerable to say, especially on a podcast, but this thing that's like, that like I am, that no one, that, that no one really wow. is going to be there if the stuff really hits the fan, right? If the shit really hits the fan, no one's going to be there, I'm going to be alone including like the people that that? i love the most like so like yeah but what does that mean like not gonna be there define not gonna be there. like that i don't know like we we that we lose uh, i don't know that the business goes south or something and that um i have this irrational fear that like you know if we're not going to be able to you know live as comfortably as we are and things will get tough that like ali will just decide to leave or something or that Ali will, um, like, or so or that she's fails, gonna, or that she's going to like, t- maybe not leave me altogether, but like not be as present, and that like my parents are not gonna help out, or that you know like that it's that I'm gonna that it's I'm just shit out of luck. Do you know what I'm saying? Or that you're not gonna help, or that dude is not gonna help, like that, or my friends that I just that it's I'm. I'm all that I have, like, in order to be safe, like... I know. Yeah. But I'm still trying to understand what, like, what the picture would actually... Like, do you literally have the thoughts of, if the business goes bankrupt, I will physically be alone in some apart, some Motel 6 in Santa Cruz? Is that what you're envisioning? So that's on really dark days. It doesn't. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's the funniest shit I've ever funny? heard in I my know. life. I know. Well, <laughs> that's the best. That is the best <laughs> response you could have given. So that. So that's more on like a Wednesday afternoon when it's raining. No, I wow. mean, okay, it's very rare. Look, Motel Sixes are really nice. <laughs> you can get a good. No, so that's on a very rare occasion, right? Like. That doesn't, but it's funny because it's funny that you laughed about it because it is kind of funny. It's ridiculous. It's, it's insane. It's ridiculous. But it, but you know, like on a horrible day, like when I'm really down, like I kind of, and, and my fears are getting the best of me, I go there, you know, but, but it's more subtle. Like the thing is, is that it's not even what, what, what I realized today to me is more profound. It's not so much the extremes that are kind of fucking with me it's the insidious nature of having that belief linger constantly there so it's not okay i'm not going to be homeless under a bridge true but i do need to make sure that i close like 20 more deals by the end of like next month so that i'm safe well 
the reality is no i'm safe period like you know if i if i you know certainty is in and i realized this today like certainty like is in you know like i have such a deep need for security i don't know how you feel like how it is for you but like especially i don't know partly well partly it's because i have kids but but even before i had kids like i always was a person who just needed real security that's why probably why i chose to be a teacher i mean i love teaching and i love working with kids but i uh there's a piece of like being tenured as a teacher it's like <laughs> that's i mean like that's as secure as it could be you know what i'm saying like you only get fired if you hit a kid kind of thing you know what i mean and which happens more often than you think well right? yeah no, um, it's not to me but i'm just saying like that's partly the reason I, and now that I, I chose to do this thing that is really exciting really fun and awesome and on, on so many levels it really it really challenge really challenges me right and 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 you know i think people who who believe that who know that others are going to have their back like fundamentally on a very very deep level know that other people are going to have their back if stuff goes south when they start their business have an easier time running a business does that make sense like because yeah but i'm still trying to understand what you mean by have their back like what to you means have their back well it's like okay so um well, it's funny. It's I'm like I haven't fully. It's not really fleshed out yet uh, in my in my head. It's more just all on a subconscious level. But I think, like, like, like I'll give you an example. Like, okay. like so, um, like, um, damn, you are killing me right now. No, I know, I know. I can know. I can I can I guide you through this? Yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. So. <laughs> If I had your back, if I have your back with your business, yeah. right? Well, not with my business, Actual, with my life, with my with me, you know. Okay, right. With your life, your your life is your business. Like well. that's just the reality. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm just fucking with you. Okay. So, um, I have your back, right? Yeah. What actual action items does that mean for you when I have your back? Um, like, what are the things that I'm actually doing to show you and prove that I have your back? Well, it's a little different because you're not married to me, right? Like, but for you, it's like, um, but you're talking about anyone you were saying, yeah, you're saying it's how true. You're alone, it's true. Right? I mean, I think for you, it's, I mean, a number of things like, um, really being there for me, like, uh, I don't know what that means. No, meaning like really mean? ready to like you know get on a call and and hear me out and just really being there for okay. me that's so, number one number two so literally, no but okay, that's picking up a phone number two is that's like a, um okay. uh looking for potential jobs for me that i could do you know like the okay. like sending me some stuff um got it and like vouching for me you know um sure. okay. number three is um yeah i mean stuff just just yeah, it's funny. Like, I, there's not a lot to, that you can do necessarily, right? Like, um, but 
Yeah, I think I I think think I'm kind of deep in your circle, right? Like you got your wife, right? Yeah, can probably do most of the stuff, and then I'm assuming your family is like you know the second ring of that circle of having your back. Yeah, yeah. And then you have your close friends, but I would imagine that I can do pretty much as much as your close friends. Well, yeah, right. Like of course. Okay, so you just listed out two. You know, maybe there's a third thing that you can't really think of. So. Talking to you on the phone, I fucking do that every week and it sucks, but I do it. And then two, yeah. find you a job. Like, what the fuck? That's so easy. Like, I can just fucking call up everyone I know yeah. and yeah. get you interviewing and you have a good resume. So, what? A, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I, it's all good, baby. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it, dog. Thank you. <laughs> like, thank having you. your back. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm worried that no one, like, even if I. Even if I don't have your back, yeah, like the things that you would need me for are easy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but no, but his. So the thing is, is that it's not even. I I appreciate, and it's true. Like you're right, and I appreciate that, and it gives me a perspective for sure. I just think it's more something to look at on a deeper emotional level. Like, why is it the default? And part of it, look, I think the reality is that. I mean, okay, so I'm going to go to my, <laughs> I'm going to go to my uh, childhood now. Now I want to be clear with all of our listeners. We had a good childhood. We had a really good childhood. My parents are awesome parents. Okay. <laughs> Nothing like bad happened to us. We moved to countries, but you know, and that was a little crazy, but it, hey, generally it was really good. You. Generally it was really good. I hindsight I, 2020, yeah. it was worth it. You, you moved only one country. Wait. So when I grew up in Palo Alto, the streets were rough. <laughs> right. So okay. we had a really good childhood, right? Like on the on the surface, everything was great, and even under the surface, things generally were really good. Um, Yo, I remember we would go into a blockbuster, and I was ready to rent NBA Two K, and they didn't have it, oh, and rough. I was like, "This place is fucking rough." Yeah, anti-Semitics. I know. It was. It was. I mean, it's not even that. It was just. It was just a poor neighborhood. Yeah, for sure. You know, you don't have. You don't have two K (laughs) video game. You're poor. Yeah. Anyways, any but but what I was going to say was that, um, you know, I think I learned for one reason or another. I don't know why that happened, but as a kid, I learned that. I just like. I I just needed to take care of myself. Like, but, but to the point where like, I didn't want, I couldn't fail. Like if I failed, um, I didn't feel like, and it's weird to say this because I didn't feel, I felt like, like Ima was really busy raising three kids, right? Like in Belgium, you were a baby. Like it was just a crazy time for her. She just moved from another country. Like. I can't even imagine doing, I have two kids, I'm in the same country, I have an au pair and a wife, and I'm overwhelmed. Do you know what I mean? Like, and she yeah, was yeah, by yeah. herself, like, well, not by herself, I mean, our dad was there, but Abba was there, but he traveled a lot, you know, for work. And I get that mm-hmm. too, like, he wanted to advance in his career and give us all these opportunities, and I, it's all great, you know, but it, may, it, it meant that she didn't quite have as much bandwidth for dealing with you know, like, just, like, I couldn't really, there was a lot of her on her plate, and I saw that as a kid, and basically I was like, I don't want to put more burden on her, like, you were there as a baby, 
Dudu like had some, you know, like stuff going on in school. And I, you know, had my, I'm sure I had my stuff too. And I'm sure she, uh, you know, if you ask Dudu, he would probably tell you, yeah, like Lorney also had his stuff. But for some reason in my head. I remember too. I might have been a baby, but I remember that shit. You hated to lose. We would play games <laughs> and we would fucking cry yeah. about it. No, but when I was when I was a kid, for some reason I internalized the message of like, just take care of yourself. Like that's all. That's it. That that's what you have. I mean, um, figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and no one, because no one is going. Like no one, no one will fully be there for you. Like when you, if you didn't figure it out so figure it out um and again i'm not blaming anyone i don't think it's anyone's fault like um but i some for i don't know that fucked up message somehow got through and it affected the way that i operate you know now it also part of the there's the flip side of it too that i'm I'm a go-getter, I get shit done, I created a company, like I, I do a lot of stuff, like there's a lot of, on the surface you'll see and there's a lot of success that, that comes from that too, you know, but it's not working, like I, there's a ceiling to operating in that way, does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. and I just need to shed that shit out, like I just need to shut it off and not 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 have that anymore with me and just realize like hey you know yeah i decided to be in a business i decided to take risks that's just the choices i've made and might as well remember that certainty comes from so honestly certainty just comes from slowing down and noticing your breath and remembering your life (laughs) like that's 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 the certain like that's it that's no no but seriously think about it like there's no (laughs) There's nothing else that's certain. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love how you spent like 20 minutes to get to a point that was like three seconds. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's the, one of the points that I wanted to make, you know? No, no, I, I'm with you, dude. I yeah. get it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, it's kind of like before a show, I'll be nervous and like, you know, oh, if I bomb, no one's going to like be there for yeah, me, I blah, am. blah, blah. But then I realized, like, I'm the one that decided to do this show. Yeah. I'm the one that moved to New York City. No one forced me to fucking be at this club. Sure, sure. So, like, what am I stressed out about? Like, yeah. just take a deep breath and, like, whatever happens, happens. Sure, you know? sure. Um, but, yeah, dude, like, you know, you're you're almost 50 now. Like, what? childhood is like, be, behind you. Sorry, you're almost 40. I'm not even um, close to, come on, man. <laughs> I know, that's why I said it. I'm, look, you told me I don't make any money. I'm going to tell you. I didn't say you don't make any so, money. <laughs> um, no, but I don't make any money with the thing that I love. You make money with the okay, thing that you love. Okay, fair enough. That's true. That's, hey, that's a fact. You, I'm, that's a fact, dog. I'm, vi- I can't. I'm very jealous of you, okay. and I'm also very inspired. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. I'm also all about stability. I, I'm, yeah. Look. I, I have a hard time going full throttle with the comedy, you know? Yeah, like it's for scary. sure. It's scary. For sure. Um, so, you know, you're like an inspiration. Thanks, it's like, man. fuck, like, this guy's also, like, scared of, you know, like, also cares about stability, and yet he's still yeah. fucking doing it. Thanks, man. Um, well, you're an inspiration for me. How am I an inspiration for Okay, you? I'll tell you exactly. I'm not fucking with you. I'm serious. I The fact that you 
are doing what you're doing, you know, like, uh, is crazy to me. I think it's fucking amazing. Like, who... That's very vague. Well, who goes to New York from California? I mean, okay, so there's people from California who go to New York for, for stand-up, but, like, not many. And it's, it's, it's to me, like, if you, if you are a presenter, probably the most uncertain, crazy, hard life to pick is a stand-up comedian. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know a harder craft, like seriously, like than making people laugh like that. It's, it's, right. it's really, really, really impressive that you were like, yeah, let me, let me pick the hardest problem or like the hardest thing to do and jump on it. And, but it's your passion too. And it's your love for it. And, um, and that's inspiring. Seriously. I mean, sometimes I like to think of myself as a hero, <laughs> um, but honestly, here's the real truth. And I think you can relate to it. Yeah. I'm not a hero. Yeah. I'm a junkie yeah. for the laugh. <laughs> Much like you're a junkie for, for the, the personal life coaching. Yeah, the personal development and stuff. It, well, so that's and essentially... See, well, it's like I'm a... Especially in seeing it in others, right? Like if you can... That's empowering what I'm saying. others. Right, yeah, totally. We don't see the challenge or the fear yeah. because we're too busy trying to get the reward well, and, and getting the fix it, getting it. of making people happy. Yeah, and getting it. Totally. And I'm with you. I'm with you. Right. So, you know, people are like, oh, you're so brave for moving to New York. It's not that I'm brave. It's just that it's where the drugs are at, baby. <laughs> but, you know, to me, what I realized, though, about that, too, is that I, I feel like I'm getting better and better at noticing when I'm making it about me as opposed to about just this love that I have about uh, really about like supporting others. Like it's not about me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this work, I mean, it is about me and it's not about me. Does that make sense? Like I obviously like, you know, I get a kick and it's awesome and it feels like it's, it's pleasurable to be able to support and empower others and be on stage and like, you know, get get people laughing and enjoying themselves and all that. That's and then bringing it to like the kids that they serve in schools is awesome. You know, but I, I I just think that it's important to remember that it's just it's it's much bigger than than you or me. Like the stuff that we're doing, it's that we we are supporting others. You know. And they live their lives and forget about us, but like some of the messages they take and they pass it to other people. And it's, to me, that's, it's just important to, I don't know, for me, that makes a difference to remember that. And it takes it out of like, oh, I have to be perfect or I have to be good. I have to like, you know, kick the, nail this down or it's just, it makes it um, more, um, just less pressure, you know? No, I feel that. Um, you know, it's hard not to have that mentality when you are so important, but, <laughs> you know, I try my best. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. Yeah, big realization so, today, like, just, that was a big kind of aha moment for me, and and I think it's going to require... When, when, when you were with your... 
Was it a big aha moment for you when you were with your life coach or when you were with me? Um, more with my life coach, yeah. With you too, oh. with you too, for sure, but a lot less than. Um, not le okay, that, that, was, that sounded bad. Not less than, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a big aha with him. And so, you know what you can do? You can pay me 30% of what you pay to your life coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> Good thing we're brothers.